0: My name is Ellie Welfley and I am 10 years old and God, Jesus is better than anything else because I, because he is so kind. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job, but then the next minute you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world so that we can see through every story in the bible why jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him hey guys thanks for joining me again today on the jesus is better podcast I'm Alicia Yoder, and today we get to talk about even more great things God did for His people and how God does even greater things for us in Jesus. But before we get there, let's pick up where we left off last week in Exodus chapter 14 and 15, when God had rescued those Israelites from their slavery in Egypt. While they were traveling through the wilderness, the Egyptians decided to chase after them in their chariots to bring them back. The Israelites were trapped between the army chasing after them on one side and the Red Sea on the other side. But God put His pillar of fire between them and the Egyptians and split the sea in half so that they could walk through on dry ground. When the Egyptians did come after them, they were swallowed up by the sea when the walls of water fell back down. But the Israelites were saved. As they continued traveling, God made some bitter water sweet for them to drink and led them to more springs of water along the way. After they'd been traveling about a month and a half, the Israelites started to complain again, saying, "'If only God had killed us back in Egypt when our bellies were full of meat and bread!' Because now you have brought us into this wilderness to all die of hunger. God told Moses, I'm going to rain bread down from heaven each morning for the people to gather and eat. For I want to know whether they will obey my law or not. On the sixth day of the week, I will make sure they have twice as much for the next day. So Moses and Aaron called the people together and said, This evening you will know that God is the one who brought you out of Egypt, and in the morning you will see his glory, because he has heard your complaining. I can't do anything about your complaining. Only he can. He will give you meat in the evening and enough bread in the morning, because he has heard your complaining. Aaron told the people to come near before the Lord, and as he spoke to them, God's glory appeared in the pillar of cloud. God said to Moses, I have heard the people's grumbling, so tell them that they will eat meat this evening and bread in the morning, so that they will know that I am the Lord their God. And that evening, Birds called quail covered the camp for the people to eat. And in the morning, when the dew was all dried up from the ground, flakes of bread appeared for the people to gather. It was white and tasted like honey. The people of Israel said, What is it? And Moses said, It's the bread God has given you to eat. Gather as much as you can eat, enough for each person in your household tent. They called it manna, which means, what is it? And so that's what the people did. Some gathered more bread flakes and some gathered less, but it ended up being exactly what each person could eat. Moses said, don't save any of it for the next day. But some of the Israelites didn't listen and kept some to eat the next day. The next morning, it had worms in it and smelled terrible. Moses was angry. They hadn't obeyed God's commands to not save any of it. Because each morning, the bread appeared for them to gather. And by the middle of the day, it melted away until the next day. On the sixth day, the people gathered twice as much bread. And Moses said, God has commanded tomorrow to be a day of rest. Each seventh day a holy day of remembering the Lord. Prepare the bread however you want, baking or boiling it, and save it to eat tomorrow. So that's what the people did. And the next morning there were no worms in the bread, and it didn't stink. Moses said, Eat your leftover bread today because there won't be any bread on the ground today since it is a Sabbath day of rest to remember God. But some of the people went out to look for bread on the seventh day and found none. God said to Moses, How long are they going to refuse to obey my commands? The Sabbath day is a gift for you to rest at home and remember me. So the people rested. Moses said, God commanded me to keep a jar of manna, so that your children and children's children and all the generations will see how he fed you in the wilderness when he rescued you from Egypt. And Aaron placed it next to the special place where God's laws were written, and for the next forty years until they got to the land God had promised them, where they could grow their own food. God sent them manna every single morning. Well, the Israelites continued to travel, and when they stopped again, there was no water to drink. So the people said to Moses, You give us water to drink. Moses replied, Why are you arguing with me and testing God by not trusting him? But the people said, Why did you even bring us out of Egypt? We and our children and livestock are going to die of thirst. So Moses cried to the Lord, What do I do with these people? They are going to kill me with stones. And God said, Take the elders of Israel with you and walk past the people to the rock at Horeb. Hit the rock and water will come out for everyone to drink. And that's exactly what Moses did. He called the rock quarreling because the people had argued with him and said, Is the Lord really with us? Then some enemies called the Amalekites came to fight against the people of Israel. So Moses said to Joshua, Gather an army to fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I'm going to stand on that hill with God's staff in my hand. So Joshua obeyed, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. When Moses held up his hand, the people of Israel started winning. But when he lowered his staff, the Amalekites started winning. So Moses tried to keep his hands up, but they got so tired. So Aaron and Hur helped him to sit down on a stone, and they held up his hands, one on each side, until the sun went down. And the Israelites won the battle. Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is My Banner, so that everyone would remember how God fought against the Amalekites and that he would continue to fight against them for the Israelites. Next time, we'll learn more about the exciting life God had for the people of Israel to live as he continued to lead them through the wilderness to his promised land. God didn't just show his power to the Israelites a few times and then leave. He took care of them every single day, giving them food to eat, water to drink, and protection from their enemies. All he wanted was for them to trust him, to take care of them, and follow him in the way he wanted them to live. But even when they complained and forgot about how he had just recently split a sea in half for them and carried them safely away from a life of slavery in Egypt, he still took care of them. He even gave them the gift of a day of rest where they didn't have to gather food to eat, so they could enjoy their families and remember God. So what choices did those Israelites make? They decided not to trust God when they started feeling hungry. Could they have instead prayed to God, asking how he was going to take care of them? When God did provide the quail and the manna, some of the Israelites chose to save some manna for the next morning, but it was filled with worms and stank. When God told them to rest on the seventh day, some of the people still went out to look for bread. God asked how long the people would refuse to keep his commands, but he still kept sending the food morning after morning for the 40 years they traveled through the wilderness. When they got to a place where there was no water, the people chose to argue with Moses. Instead of asking God to help. But God still sent water for them to drink out of a rock. Joshua obeyed Moses and gathered an army to fight against the Amalekites. And Moses chose chose to hold up the Lord's staff. Moses' friends, Aaron and Hur, chose to help hold his hands up the whole day, trusting that God could save them from their enemies. Even though God doesn't scatter Pop-Tarts in our front yard for us, He does show His care for us every day. Our mom, dad, or others prepare food for us to eat and give us water to drink. God still gives us times to rest and times to worship and remember Him with other believers. We may not be worried that our next meal won't come, but God gives us lots of chances to trust Him rather than complain. But what's so wrong about telling others how we feel through complaining? When we complain, we are really saying that we don't think God is strong enough to take care of us or help us in this situation, or that we don't like the way he's provided through maybe a meal of chicken and Brussels sprouts. When we take time to rest and remember all that God's done for us, we can also ask him to give us faith to trust him, When we don't like the way he is providing, the Israelites had to trust that God would take care of their needs to eat and drink on their way to the promised land. But we have it even better in Jesus because he has taken the punishment for every time we complain to our mom or think that God can't help us. Jesus never complained and has given us his perfect record of behavior. He has promised to be with us all the way until we will actually get to see him on the new earth. Like Moses, God sends people to help us when we're weary and tired. People like Aaron and Her helped Moses, and we can trust him to use all his believers, including us, to fulfill his plans. Will you confess to Jesus in the times you complain and receive his forgiveness? Will you ask him to help you remember how much he cares for you? Will you thank him for the people he sends to help you as you seek to follow his ways? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for taking such good care of us. Would you help us to rest in you when we're tired or sad or worried? Thank you for being so powerful and for giving us hope for today and for the future when we'll get to live forever with you. Amen. Okay, guys, thanks again for joining me on the Jesus is Better podcast. Why not surprise your parents and tell them what you learned about Jesus that makes you thankful to him? See you next time.